to the Bible Rundown, day 56, Numbers 9 through 11. Rob, what a cool thing. They get to celebrate the Passover again. Second year they've been out of Egypt, and so this, you'd imagine this is a significant celebration, right? They are two years now freed, but in the chapters to come, we are going to see that this is a stiff-necked, stubborn people. Um, but walk us through it. Yeah, you, you begin to see in these chapters, especially in chapter 11, the issues of leadership of God's people, the stubbornness, the sin, you know, you know, basically up till now, we're seeing them gather in the camp and organize themselves and set up leaders over them and give to the tabernacle and build the tabernacle. And we're thinking, man, this is going to be a great journey to the promised land and David it begins people are starting to grumble and complain I can't do the Passover I touched a dead thing how do I do the Passover what do I do David how do I do this you know and so you know it just begins right the the realization of sin the realization of the camp we have to understand these things and I've got in the back of my mind right we get to chapter 10 and they're setting out from, from Sinai after being there, right, for over a year, camped out at this mountain and seeing the glory of the Lord. But I've got, you know, Elsa from Frozen 2 singing Into the Unknown. I mean, what lies ahead for the people? And I think you're getting at it. Like, the sad scene is even though the Lord has done this incredible work, freeing them from bondage in Egypt, even though he has displayed his glory, not only in provision of water, but of manna for the people. He's demonstrated his glory as burning fire on Sinai. He's given the people instructions for how to live and how his presence can dwell among them through the Day of Atonement and the tabernacle system of sacrifices. And so the people set out, and just as God said, right, when the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, the people would pack up and they would go. Right. Right. And so they do go. And they, they lead on, but they begin to complain. Yeah, before we get to 11, let me end 10 right here with the ark is, is set out. Moses says, Arise, O Lord, verse 35 of chapter 10. Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered and let those who hate you flee before you. It's this call that the Lord is going before them that he is the one that it's going to fight for them, that he is going to be in battle. And then he says, and when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, to the ten thousand thousands of Israel. And as a powerful word of Moses speaking over, asking, pleading with the Lord to go before them in battle, pleading for the Lord to be with them when they rest. I think we should do that every morning, is ask the Lord to go with us in, 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 in that day. And when we rest, ask the Lord to be with us in our rest. No, I mean, it's a good reminder, right? And Moses needs to realize he needs the refreshment of the Lord as well because as we segue into chapter 11, the thing that Moses gets frustrated with is the people, right? And right. he even calls out to God and is like, why did you even give me these people in the first place, right? He gives this comparison of... Uh, conceiving this people and then birthing them, right? Like, these aren't my kids, you know? Um, but Moses has to be reminded through what you said, 
a leadership structure that he cannot do these things on his own. He needs the help of the Lord, and ultimately he needs others to bear the burden right. of leading these people. Yeah, and, and I think the the Lord does not, um, he does not, you know, when we are ungrateful for what he has done, it comes out in complaining for the things that he is doing or, or the things that we're having to go through. And if we, if we hear the people here, they're complaining that they don't have meat. They're complaining about all these things. And hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes, and when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them, consumed some of the outlying parts of the camp. And so, honestly, when, when we have bad times, you know what? We, we should not... Uh, we should think about the grace and mercy of God and what he has done and not, uh, even the tough times, we should not be complainers, David. We really shouldn't. And his church is not full of complainers. It's full of people who are grateful that they have been saved by the blood of Jesus and they are servants of the Most High God. They are not complainers that they don't have steak to eat. Yeah, and these men, these elders that Moses selects, Verse 25, the Lord came down and took some of the spirit that was on Moses and put it on the 70 elders. And you've got this young man that runs up to Moses, right? And is saying, hey, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And, And Moses gets this reaction from Joshua, who we'll see later on, saying, Moses, should I stop him? And Moses' response, don't you love it? Are you jealous for my sake? Right? Like, I'm not worried about my authority. The Spirit of God is on his people. Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his Spirit on them. Moses gets it, right? It's about the Spirit of God enabling ordinary men to do extraordinary things for his glory. I love that God's response to Moses' self-pity and his his almost depression-like state. He, he even says, if you treat me like this, in verse 15, kill me at once. Like, I, I want to die. I, I, I don't even like what I'm doing here. Uh, you know, and sometimes as leaders of churches, leaders in, in any realm, we, we, we understand the pressures and the weight of pressures, trying to please people, trying to make people happy, all these things, right? We understand that, even in the church today. And God's way of dealing with the pressures is to put his spirit among the elders mm-hmm. you know they had already split the elders because Moses's father-in-law has had told Moses you can't do it all but God hadn't put his spirit in the elders and now he puts the spirit into the elders to be able to be equipped to lead and this is this is an important concept right the elders are equipped according to the Spirit to lead God's people from the Spirit of Moses. So he takes from Moses and gives it to the elders to understand that Moses is not the only one that is gifted according to God's word, according to the Spirit of the living God to lead God's people. And I think in, in many churches today, we have to understand that God will equip leaders to lead. And people will arise in the congregation who are equipped by the Spirit, and we need to allow them to lead. Yeah. And Moses doesn't have to be the answer to all these problems. So the Lord gives him what he requests, men that will carry the burden with him, 
and God goes a step further and gives them a portion of the spirit that's on him. And then secondly, the people's grumbling and complaints, the Lord meets those as well. So providence all around, right? Providence in how he's given the church men that are qualified to lead in the office of elder, pastor, and deacon, but then he also individually meets the individual needs of the members of the body. And when the body functions together in the way right. it should, where all are built up in love, they're mutually upbuilding, and the body of Christ looks like Christ. The nation of Israel looks like the nation of Israel. There, it's, it's just interesting. God is taking them on a, in a small journey, a small number of days, to the land flowing with milk and honey. And he knows what's on the other side of, of the wilderness here. But he's taking them through the wilderness to build them to a point of receiving the land, being able to glorify him in the land. And he's taking them on this sanctification process, but they're not wanting to go into the sanctification of the Lord. And so for our lives, we have to understand that God may be building us through times in which we just have manna. We just have bread. We don't have the meat. Because when we get the meat, we need to be able to handle it the right way and be able to handle it in glorifying the Lord. So all of these things, right, the Lord is doing even today in our lives in under, helping us understand how we can glorify Him with our life. Amen. Bible Rundown.